We are still very German about the whole application process. So what we know is what we like <laughs> and we want people to adapt to that. We don't really know here how, what it looks like in the rest of the world. Hello and welcome to Inside Deutschland, your guide to careers in Germany. This podcast provides you with insight into working in Germany and covers topics such as the do's and don'ts for job interviews, pitfalls to avoid in communicating with employers and colleagues, and how to navigate opportunities and challenges across the German labor market. I am your host, Jessica Schuler, a Germany-focused career coach, trainer, and international educator. As part of the Inside Deutschland podcast, I will be interviewing people from all across the globe who have been successful in Germany so that you can learn from their experiences and expertise. Today's episode focuses on the time between applying for a job and showing up for your first day of work. As I often say, starting a career in another country differs from doing it at home. And in this episode, we're going to talk about all of the details of doing this, including addressing questions such as what is important for the application process in Germany? How can you convince German recruiters with your application? And do you really need to speak German? I'll be chatting with two people who have some answers to these questions. One of them is Grace Douglas. She's a DAAD alumna who works as a senior associate for cybersecurity and privacy for digital healthcare at PVC in Berlin. In the beginning, Grace had some issues finding a job in Germany, and she's going to tell us about her job-seeking process, the challenges she faced, and how she overcame them in just a bit. But first, I'll speak with Johanna Guttin, who will give us some insider tips and tricks on how to successfully find a job in Germany. Johanna Guttin is a project manager at the Deutsche Bahn and oversees the process of recruiting and integrating international professionals. Previously, she helped internationals with starting their career in Germany at the Amiga Career Center for Internationals in Munich. In the past, she was herself an international who was working abroad in Chile and therefore brings with both personal and professional experience related to moving careers across countries. You've worked across a variety of positions as well that deal with this topic of international career integration, including relocation, international career services uh, for, for internationals. And now you're a project manager working on kind of international recruitment projects. How would you recommend someone get started looking for a job in Germany? First of all, I really recommend checking out pages like Make It in Germany um, or following that recognition in Germany.com. Both are governmentally uh, maintained websites. So what you find there is truthful, um, trustworthy. It's very good information in many languages. And you can figure out what do you have to know about visa processes? Um, am I eligible for a visa? Do I need recognition process? More leveled up, something more formal, something easier to do in a few months. Uh, which kind of uh, documentation do I need for that? So this is really important that you get a grasp of the important information around your profession because it can differ quite a lot from profession to profession. Some people can just come and work <laughs> and other people like my husband, for example, might need months or years to prepare for the same thing. So my first rule would be get informed. The other thing would be maybe 
watch out for companies that are already installed out of Germany. So maybe multinational companies like let's say Siemens. Another recommendation would be to check out if there are any agencies. So in case, for example, you have a high demand um, profession like a nurse or um, other professions, then it might make sense to Google a little bit if there are agencies around that recruit in your home country and bring people over to Germany. It can make sense because these kind of agencies usually finance German courses, maybe the flight, maybe they have a whole program of how to integrate you and accompany you in the whole process. So it can make life a lot easier and you do not need like a personal immigration manager like me for my husband. <laughs> but um, watch out because ideally you do not have to pay anything for this kind of um, concept and service. There are, of course, also black sheep out there. So always careful with that. And another last recommendation would be maybe to get connected on a more personal level via social media. So, for example, there are lots of Facebook groups. I'm sure also on Instagram you can find information about people already living in Germany. What it's like, what do you have to take into account and what it's like for you, people in your profession to work in Germany. Is it fulfilling? Is it the same concept of profession which can differ? Also, the example of, of nurses, quite a lot from what you do in your home country, what you do in Germany, and how would you get along um, with or without German. That's a really important point is to understand not only, you know, what are the structures in place for you as a professional, but what is the day to day going to look like for you on the ground? And how is that going to be different than what you're doing at, at home? So whether we're, you know, talking about networking online or in person, what's been your experience with the with the importance of networking in Germany for the job search or just for working in the country in general? My very personal experience is that it was not important for any job I've ever applied for, to be honest. <laughs> so I can, okay. I can calm you down a little bit. So life will go on if you are not connected already in your field in Germany. So you're new here. That's not a bad thing at all, in my opinion. But of course, if you know someone who can recommend you, yes, of course, your application will always land on the table. It will always get the attention. But maybe I'm too naive, but I'm, I really trust that people look at all the applications there are. If the application is well made, I think you will get the recognition you deserve usually, independent from knowing someone or not. So for me, networking is very interesting because I can see people working in my field. I can see developments in my field and potentially, yes, meet someone that will offer me a job one day or have a connection there. I will be visible to 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 the other people just what we just said but it is not the 100% game changer you can have a, the chance for a job although you might not be well connected not yet mm -hmm. at least That's a very interesting perspective. I feel like with a lot of people, it goes either one way or the other, that they find everything through just applying directly or that all their jobs have been through their network. So it really can depend. And I think that's uh, definitely something beautiful in Germany is that you don't have to come in knowing everyone. You can really also strike it out on your own too and still be successful. So thank you for that. And based on your personal and professional experience, how important do you think German skills are for landing a job in Germany? It depends a lot on the profession. So, um, for example, if you're an IT professional, 
life will be a lot easier for you in Germany because uh, most likely you will find work environments where uh, people already speak English with each other every day. You have had your educational background entirely in English to be an IT professional. The whole liter literature is in English. So it's just a common thing that everybody is able to communicate in English. Other than that, <laughs> many other professions have yeah, have problems of integrating um, if they lack the German skills needed. If you look at Deutsche Bahn, for example, that's just a whole universe of abbreviations, of specific language, not only the whole technical stuff that has something to do with trains, which even I don't get, <laughs> anthropologist, but also the, the daily work uh, is based on so many specifics in the language that it would be extremely hard for a foreigner to get into that, but at the same time, you cannot adapt the whole cosmos to a foreigner. It looks a little bit different if you look, for example, more the startup culture. Yeah, there you usually have a work environment where people are generally open-minded, they have probably traveled if they're younger and so on, so it would be a little bit easier to find something. Startups are usually located in bigger cities. This is something you can also watch out for But I think generally it's really important to understand that in Germany, let's say generations 50, 60 plus do not have the English communication skills like my generation usually has today. So you can just not expect that they would change the way they worked uh, the last 30 years when one foreigner comes in. So they will usually expect you to adapt to the situation. And that means usually learning German. So... Sometimes it's just the system behind the thing. It can be the company culture, but those are factors you might be able to influence choosing the kind of company that fits this culture or maybe going to places where it's a little bit easier to find something. Another area where that's quite common is, for example, in scientific environments. Yeah, If you work uh, here in Munich, where I live, there are big pharmaceutical companies. And then if you work on a scientific level or in a management level, it will be more likely that people communicate in English with each other without any problems. So once someone's, you know, maybe working on their German language learning, they're looking at positions, starting to understand what's the difference between what they do in their home country versus Germany, and they've maybe found a few positions that they want to apply for, what should an application look like in Germany? That's a very important question, uh, because we are still very German about the whole application process. So what we know is what we like, <laughs> and we want people to adapt to that. We don't really know here how what it looks like in the rest of the world. So be prepared to have your CV ready. The CV looks a little bit different than in other countries sometimes. So we still put a photo there. We usually have some personal information like your birth date, let's say, Some people even put them their marriage status and stuff, stuff like that. I, I kicked it out like a year ago. <laughs> But many people inform about that. Why is that? It has something to do with people expect to get a full presentation of yourself before the interview even starts, before you get even considered for an interview, they really want to have an idea of who you are, both professionally, but also as a person. Do you fit the team, for example, or what is your motivation? So there we are at the next document, which is the cover letter or the letter of motivation. It's crucial in, in many areas to, to write that kind of letter. And this is something we have to learn. And many people are not a fan of it. I personally like it because it gives you the freedom to talk about your experience and how you match this position 
you can talk about things that are not covered in your CV like that. Yeah, the context of it all. And it's very important from my point of view that you mentioned, why am I here? Why am I applying for this job? And the answer should not be because your company is so great. Because you could say that about any company. There should be any link you have or there should be any reason why you think this position makes absolute sense for your profile. So remember, people do not know you and they want to get to know you with this first application before even inviting you. And if they get a good glimpse of who you are, they would be further interested in speaking to you. But this is something you have to do beforehand. So you have to invest the time of writing this, <laughs> that kind of cover letter. Avoid generic cover letters. They're really a game changer if you have a personal message in there and talk about yourself authentically. Um, this would be my biggest advice. So if you have both in place, CV and cover letter, then you should have something we call Arbeitszeugnis, so like a work certificate, also something pretty German as far as I know. That means that here the employer, every time you leave a job, by law, <laughs> has to hand out to you a letter of recommendation that states how long you worked in which kind of position, what you did there, and also how well you did it. If you do not have this kind of letter of recommendation, I would always recommend getting one, at least asking for one. And if it only states how long you've worked there, people want to see a proof of your former work positions. Just putting it in your CV would not be enough usually. So try to get some kind of personally signed letter if you can. And apart from that, you would always attach like your um, university certificates or other courses you you've done. Just your formal education should be there as a copy, hopefully attached to some kind of email or something like that. Yeah, work certificates are definitely a very German-speaking world phenomenon that is confusing for a lot of internationals coming into this space. So it's good that you mentioned that. You know, and related to that, a lot of people like to come here to study and then follow the education to workforce integration route. So do you think internationals have better chances if they study in Germany first than later on in the labor market? When they're looking. Yes, I think so. I mean, life at university might be different from the real work life, but still you have an idea how systems work, how people interact. And in case you finished your degree in Germany, you're on the winner's side because you do, will not need any type of recognition in Germany. So you have already a German degree, which is wonderful and kind of, and yeah, for many professions, uh, they would have to go through a complex process if they didn't. So yes, I think it's definitely a plus to have studied in Germany. And the many people I have met that studied in Germany at some point, I think they had quite realistic ideas about the life in Germany. So from my personal perspective, I think, yes, it's beneficial for yourself to know what you're facing in the end and also, of course, um, for your resume. Johanna, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you for talking to us and for being a guest on this episode. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Johanna talked us through some specifics of the German application process and why it's so important to inform yourself about the German labor market and the job you want to apply for in Germany. Someone who has navigated her way through the job search in Germany and who knows firsthand what the process entails is Grace Douglas. Grace came to Germany on a variety of exchange programs and eventually to study for her master's in international security management at the Berlin School of Economics and Law. She's originally from the United States and started her first full-time job in Germany as a consultant at Deloitte, 
and is now working at PwC PricewaterhouseCoopers in Berlin as a Senior Associate for Cybersecurity and Privacy in Digital Healthcare. Grace, it's great to have you here today on the show. I'm really looking forward to speaking to you about your Germany experiences. You and I crossed paths while I was working at the University of Augsburg, and you were on exchange there. You were um, studying abroad, and we've since realized that our stories of transitioning to working in Germany and kind of building a life there are quite similar. So I was wondering if you could first tell us a bit about how you came to even want to study and work in Germany in the first place. Yeah, sure. First of all, thank you also for reaching out to me and staying in touch with me. I'm really happy to be here. Somehow, I found the best study abroad programs in Germany. They were usually more affordable, and they were such a wide range. Like, I could go for one week or two weeks. So I ended up doing, like, I think, total of six or seven study abroad programs during my time at Indiana University. Wow. Half of them were in Germany, half of them weren't. But then, yeah, I think it was all of these different study abroad programs that kind of something always brought me back here. And then before my semester in Augsburg, where we met, I had a few extra months available and I had never been to Berlin. So I moved to Berlin for a couple of months just to see what it's like. And I met my boyfriend. Mm, okay. So then we did long distance while we were both in Germany, but in completely different states. And then I moved back to the States because I had one more year of my bachelor to finish. So we did long distance then. And I mean, we were horse students, so we couldn't really see each other that often. He came, visited me once for a couple of weeks. I came for a week once, but that was pretty much it for the year we were together. And so I bought a one-way ticket <laughs> after my bachelor, and I just moved to Germany. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And so I did it, and it semi-worked out. I mean, I was here for half a year. I found a job, which was hard, but I found a job. I got a contract and kept waiting for the Agentur for Arbeit to say something, kept waiting and waiting, trying to call. And then they said no. <laughs> I didn't get a visa because they said that the company was, yeah, for my qualifications, not willing to pay enough. So I told the company that and they kind of laughed at me. At this point, a short explanation. If you have a job offer in Germany and studied abroad like Grace, one of your options is to apply for a European blue card. This visa requires that you have to earn at least 58,400 euros per year before taxes, though. However, the European Blue Card is not the only route. You can also get an employment contract without the card and its corresponding salary requirements. At the end of the day, the Foreign Services Office, or Ausländerbehörde, will review the work contract, your qualifications, and make a final decision. If you want to know more about this, I would recommend checking out the links in the show notes and listen to our first podcast episode about the basic requirements for working in Germany. Now back to Grace. I had to go back to the US, but you know, it was nice. I got to spend time with family. I worked, saved some money up. And during that time, I found a great program also in Berlin to study for my master. And I always wanted to do my master anyway. And I didn't want to take much time between because I thought if I do, I won't go back and do it. So I started my master in Berlin in international security management. Then it was so much easier. I mean, mm -hmm. then the government says, okay, you have a degree in Germany, sure, you can have a visa to search for a job. And I found a, a great job at Deloitte, which is a well-known company. And I mean, I found it through a friend. But then it's like, okay, you have this visa, and then you have your degree. And then, okay, sure, here's a, a working visa. So I think once I got here, and once I 
studied here, it was just so much easier to continue staying here. So the education to employment pathway seems to just be a lot simpler, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, it really helped a lot. Yeah, it's it's very it's fascinating because you you know you came here on a one way ticket, which I definitely can relate to. My story is also similar along those lines. And then you found a job, like you you did the thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. I thought, okay, I found a job. Cool, easy peasy. Now I can stay. No. Yeah. So there's often a misconception about moving abroad, right? That it's you know it's exhilarating, it's fun, and it's exciting, and. It is, but there are also so many challenges like you've you've talked about. There's ups and downs and there's roadblocks that come with moving abroad as well. And this is also the case for those of us who are coming from seemingly culturally similar countries such as the U.S. and Canada. Were there any other struggles that you had transitioning to Germany beyond kind of visa situation stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's... It, you're right. It's so exciting. It's so fun and exhilarating. But there are a lot of challenges that come with it. I mean, just finding friends that you would think, okay, uh, that's a natural thing. But in Germany, for instance, I think there's usually more of a separation between work and friends or school and friends. So I mean, just kind of integrating and meeting people is sometimes really hard. I mean, even, yeah, like I said, finding a job in your, your host country, I think it's more easier simpler. You know how to do it. You have the platforms that you generally use, but here you kind of have to learn a new a new system completely. But yeah, I think it's not just each individual thing, but then it's all of these factors that add up and it can be really demotivating. And, you know, sometimes you think, yeah, if I'm in my host country, like I could really fulfill my potential or maybe here I'm not good enough or why can't I find something? Why is no one responding? Yeah, it can really personally take a toll. I, yeah, during my first time, well, not my first time here, but my first time really living here for that half a year, that was like a really low, low time for me. And then coming back and I did my master, I was like, okay, this is great. But then doing a master thesis, which in the US, we don't have to do a bachelor thesis. I've always enjoyed writing and I did copywriting as a part-time job for a long time. But then doing this big thesis in this foreign place was, was really difficult. So like I actually ended up uh, seeking out a therapist and I found someone who luckily we got along really well from the first time. And yeah, I think that there's such a stigma pretty much everywhere, even here in Germany still, or even sometimes in the US, even though it's becoming more normalized. But I think it's so important that people know that, you know, especially if you're in a foreign place and maybe you don't have a support system or, you know, I had one person, like I did have my my now fiance, but my, my boyfriend at the time, we were living together. And it's still just sometimes you need extra support. And so knowing that there are places to do that. And in Germany, if you have public insurance, which you're required to have anyway, then it's free. You have to go mm-hmm. through the bureaucracy and there's some paperwork, but uh, it's available. And I think that that's super important. And I would recommend to anyone who is struggling that they reach out to someone, whether it's a therapist or they find a group or someone that they can talk to and that will support them. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that because it's a huge undertaking to to move abroad. And like you said, you touched on all the important points. You basically have to start your life over again, right? You have to learn a new language, find a new job, maybe reinvent yourself in your career if your job from back home doesn't exist in Germany. And when you were then finished with your master's degree and looking for jobs, where did you look? Like, what, did you use certain job portals or did you talk to friends? Yeah, I definitely. So I love LinkedIn. 
It's mm. my favorite. Me ever too. Since I, <laughs> ever since I came to Germany, I don't use Facebook nearly as much. And I kind of use Instagram, but I don't post as much. Like LinkedIn is my social media and I love connecting with people. And so I definitely also love looking for jobs there. But somehow I feel like most of the jobs that I found in Germany have come from this vitamin B, this mm. vitamin Beziehung. It's always the relationships you have. I technically started my first career job here in Germany while I was still doing my master. Uh, because of COVID, there was yeah a bit of delay for the defense of my master thesis. And I had already started at Deloitte technically like a month or two before I got to defend my thesis. Mm. Um, but I found that through a friend, someone who I actually met years ago in Speyer during a six-week summer program. And we stayed in touch. And yeah, somehow because of my international security management program, there were some things that overlapped with what she did because there were some information security courses. And so I reached out to her also about advice on theses. And she is in data protection, which is not, never anything I really considered before because also I'm from the US and I love marketing or like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I love coupons and things that are advertised <laughs> to me. So I never would have expected that I would be, be yeah, an expert in data protection. But because of her refer a friend, yeah, I ended up doing data protection and I actually love it. So because of this relationship that I made so long ago, I got my foot in the door, was able to interview and then, yeah, it was just a perfect fit for me. So did they still have you go through the traditional application process of like resume, cover letter, all that? Yeah, technically I still had to do that. But I think one thing that's great is I think usually you kind of get still somehow a step forward because then you still have to do all the same stuff. But then I think usually you always get an interview. If mm -hmm. you're referred, I think generally or more at least this, not just in the pile. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely important. And I love that that's like a connection that you had from years ago. Because I always yeah. tell people, I'm think, think about the people that you know in Germany. And oftentimes you're like, no, I don't know anyone. It's like, but you do. <laughs> and they can sometimes be super important for your search. So by now you speak German quite well. And I know you've, you've mentioned German a bit before, but I would just be interested in knowing, you know, thinking and looking back at your entire process, how crucial was that for finding a job? So obviously you, you had the personal connection, but mm -hmm. what role did German play in that? Was it important that you knew it? For the teams that I've been on, it was very important. I mean, with data protection and with GDPR, it is very important to know at least some if not a lot of German because also you're working with DACH so it's Germany, Switzerland, Austria like that's kind of a lot of the market unless you're put on international projects but so I think it's it's very important in the the teams I was in but I also know there's other teams that sometimes I work with or just generally are in this also within cyber and you don't always need German I mean, also, for instance, I'm living in Berlin. Sometimes you go to a coffee shop and you try to order in German and they don't understand you and you have to switch to English. There are many places where English works or is even more beneficial than German. So it really depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. Looking back, was there anything specific about applying or interviewing in, in Germany that you wish you would have known or that you think other internationals should know? So something I think that's really important that, I mean, sometimes I also forget, and, but I do try to keep in mind is like, do not take it personally. For instance, I was really lucky I had a good relationship with someone who was able to recommend me because also with my background, it fit well. 
but some people are for my master, they didn't find something even yet because it's not always so easy for an international person to find something in Germany. And it can be, I mean, I know from before it's really demotivating and it can really take a toll on you, but you should try to think of it with some more distance because for instance, now that I've seen kind of both sides, like I've worked in a company, I can see the culture. I can kind of see more of what's going on. You just never know why they decide not to hire someone or what's going on project wise, or there's just so many factors that go into it and it's business and not personal. And sometimes it's very arbitrary who gets chosen and who doesn't. Yeah. Grace, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been lovely. Thank you for having me. So finding a job in Germany may be hard, but it's definitely possible. The top three tips that we can take away from today's episode include, first, do your research. Reach out to any personal and professional contacts you may have in Germany and conduct thorough research to make sure you have an idea of what it will be like to work and to live in the country. Second, make sure your application meets German standards. Your application should include a resume, a personalized cover letter, and if possible, work certificates, the so-called Arbeitszeugnis. Third, hang in there. Finding a job is hard. It's hard in our own countries and it's even harder abroad. To increase your chances, learning German is of course helpful, but also consider adjacent fields related to your profession because that can help you in expanding your range of potential opportunities. So as Johanna already mentioned, Make It in Germany is a very helpful site that also has job listings in English from the Federal Employment Agency, or in German, the Bundesagentur für Arbeit. These Make It in Germany job board listings are from employers who have been pre-vetted. They've already indicated that they will welcome applications from abroad, so this is a great place to get started with your search, especially if you're not currently in Germany but looking for a job from abroad. If you are already in Germany and need help finding a job, you can get free job counseling from the Federal Employment Agency in nearly every German city. We will put these links in the show notes as well as some other links to helpful job portals. We also talked a little bit about visas and recognition. We went deeper into these topics in our first episode of this podcast, so I would recommend listening back to that episode if you're interested in learning more. And of course, I hope you will tune in to our next episode about modern work etiquette. My name is Jessica Schuler, and this is Inside Deutschland, your guide to careers in Germany. Thanks for listening. Is there a German word that comes to mind when you think about the application process in Germany or working in Germany in general? So I think I'm going to stick with my my main line of thread for the for the this conversation and say Netzwerken. I mm. think that networking and relationships are completely key to professional, but then also to your personal life in Germany. So, I mean, it can help you find jobs. It can help you get your uh, foot in the door for a job, but also helps you integrate whether you're just in your city or in the company that you join. And it can just yeah help you feel like you belong, which I think is really important. Inside Deutschland, your guide to careers in Germany is a podcast brought to you by the Alumni Portal Deutschland. I am your host, Jessica Schuler. Sound design, music, and production by Anne Bergner from Der Apparat Multimedia GmbH. Editing and production by Jessica Schuler, as well as Amelie Berbot and Leonie Klusendorf from Der Apparat Multimedia GmbH.